watching prohibition fall down. All right, it's time to wake and bake, Scotty. I want a little fire, so give me the light, all right? Yeah, we're back, by the way, dude. This is back on YouTube, right? Tentatively. Uh, this is... Go ahead. Tentatively, it's if we didn't get suspended again between the time we did nothing and the time we did this. I don't like talking about it, all right? I just want to say happy wake and bake, guys. Today we got a good show. Hopefully you're still enjoying some of summertime. It's looking right now here. We're in the mid-70s for the next week or so. I want it to last through all of September, as my hopes here. Uh, yeah, hopefully you're enjoying one of the 15 videos that went up this morning or yesterday. Man, we had a but we've still been doing work. If you ever hear us or see us disappear from YouTube, please go over and check dudegrows.com. Chances are we are still doing the work. And I hear it, you know, there's a lot of people got to get, you know, you get some influence from over there in the No Agenda show. The guy's talking about, man, why why you push on your own platform? Why are you playing around on other people's? But unfortunately, not yet, guys. We don't have enough money to build. Is it a six figures we need to build a badass Dude Grows app? Is that what we need? Like, yeah, that, all the functionality? That does not sound fun. And YouTube has its place. It's great to meet all these people on YouTube. I love the uh, the premiere aspect of it. I love the commenting aspect, the community. They do a great job with it. They just are real assholes about cannabis, man. They are discriminatory about it. And I just don't understand it. I don't support it. The only thing you can do, that the hell with, oh, I'm going to cancel and take my toys and go home. You open your mouth about it. So that's all we can do. All right, I'll do a preview of today's Wake and Bake, guys. Let's get ready to toke. We're gonna to talk about what we're toking on here. We're gonna get into what's going on with a little historical talk, a little classic strain of Durban poison because you have some on hand. I've been digging it. I'm into the land race varieties, dude, okay? No, I've just been really digging this. The flavor's crazy, and <clears throat> it's one of those, it's one of, I just wanna reminisce a little bit about it. It's one of the first strains I grew. Did you grow it? Uh, one of the very first, if not, Probably the first, like, actual, I had a harvest. The first strain I grew, I don't know, bag seed behind a computer desk yep. with, like, a compact fluorescent light on it. All right, save it, man. We'll reminisce. Um, as well as uh, we're getting into a conversation about homeschooling. Now, Scotty's daughter is uh, straight up at home for schooling. Dude. I got my own little rants about this shit. And uh, it's it's not going to be bitching. It's going to be good, guys. Just some creative conversation about what's going on in the world with the homeschooling and people being at home. Then I'll get the bitching out of the way. Right, right. We were talking about this. <clears throat> Walked up to Mrs. Real, does a shipping department up in the in the front. Uh, she's talking to a tutor, and the tutor goes, "Yes, well, that first hour would be ninety dollars per hour." <laughs> and I was not uh, okay. Okay. By the way, we called her back. I said, "I'll call you back." Thank you. But Jesus. In the news, we got this is pretty interesting, guys. I mean, there's some devastating fires going on in California, but I caught a story titled "How the Ancient Redwoods in California's Oldest State Park." Survive wildfires, wildfire, wildfires, not wild. Yes. Uh, pretty interesting, these living beasts, man. Just they're just like flames all around them, like flames in them and shit. And they're like, ah, we got it. We got it. We've been here. I think about 2,000 years. That's a long time, man. Wow. That's why when you go up in those, that's why they say hug a tree, Scotty. Touch a tree, okay? Touch, put your hand on the bark and feel and feel. Yeah. I mean, come on. There is definitely something. Like I said, I realized there was something that when I got my puppy. And you pick up a puppy and you hold them and there's just something weird going on. There is some connection there that makes things happen in your body, in your brain. Just same thing with touching a 2,000-year-old tree. Come on, go hug a tree. 
started a business where you can rent puppies to pick up chicks. This is a pretty decent business, man. Not bad. I think so. I think so. Um, hey, just, when you're when you're talking to girls, okay, honesty is the best policy. Just be yourself, dude. What do you think? Yes. <laughs> also in the news, out in Pennsylvania, the governor's calling for legalization of marijuana as part of COVID-19 economic recovery plan. Maybe some good, maybe some bad. Obviously going to be some political BS in there. Uh, I'm numb. And, I'm just numb to politicians. I try to get involved a little bit with just trying to help out some of the small business owners around our town. I uh, just started dealing with the local, local county commissioners. Jesus, they're like four degrees below, like with their hands tied. You know, there's like four other people above them with their hands tied. Nothing is ever going to get done, man. No way. And just to lighten it up, marijuana test for stressed out Warsaw Zoo elephants. Where's Warsaw at? Poland. Poland. Okay. Okay. Good yes, geographical sir. knowledge there. Um, yeah. As far as you're just talking, the news goes, man. I was probably taking it about an hour a week. Uh, sometimes if I started listening to that No Agenda show a little bit more, but I've cut that in half. Now I'm down to 30 minutes. So I'm going to cut the 30 in half because really... Uh, really, that's all I'm going to say. It's just <laughs> arguing. <clears throat> it is just posturing to keep us divided. That's why I was hanging out. A couple of our really good friends, I really enjoy their social media, learn a lot from them. And lately, it's just this person's bad and this person's good. And man, there's there's so little to learn when you get stuck in that good versus evil I don't know, dichotomy, mindset, whatever it is. When you just try to dig on people's perspective, start asking why, man, that's the way you get things. That's the way you heal, dude, okay? And I'm just telling you, that's not what they're doing. They're deliberately trying to rip us apart right now. All right, let's get away from that. Take it into Wake and Bake here. Before we do, dudegrows.com forward slash support. Great way to support the show. Coming at you five days a week, and we give back. We give back the benefits. Free seeds for new members from Seeds Here Now. Those are Best Coast Genetics. Check the show link or go to seedsherenow.com and just click check out Best Coast Genetics. While you're there, if you want to get some more dank from their bank, damn, I just made that happen. Uh, <laughs> use coupon code DUDE10 across their site. You also get 30% off recharge when you sign up to support the show and access to the monthly giveaways. This month, Last month, three HLG 100s. This month, the Rosenbaum Rocket Slight, what do I say? Slightly used? One, one, one harvest used? Hey, it's like new. It's like new. <laughs> oh, this thing's perfect. It ain't even dirty. It ain't even dirty. Scotty may or may have not been a used car salesman for just a minute of his life. I don't Until know. Until I found out it was just a racket for drug uh, smugglers and money launderers. <laughs> I was like, why are you selling this car for like $800 less than what you purchased it for? Hey, don't worry about it, man. <laughs> the Rosenbaum Rocket is over on when you're logged into Patreon. Go to Patreon, dudegrows.com forward slash support. You'll see a grower hookup on the post titled Rosenbaum Rocket. Just comment there, and you are entered to win. That's all you got to do next month. I don't know, man. We got a lot of hot shots. I don't know if we're going to throw some pulse meters out there. You just got two HLG 600 sent to the bakery. 650s. Oh, my God. There was a box delivered yesterday, and it just said HLG 650 dual pack. That's a I'm hefty box, sure too. Like, that's not a light box. I saw Warehouse Kyle struggling with that a couple minutes ago. Are you sure? It's uh, sitting right next to me right there. I'm looking at it. I could throw my joint at it. I don't know. 
obviously supporting the show is what the best feeling is guys i'm not joking we love to do the hookups but you are making this there's a team of about seven making this operation happen seven day seven days shit don't tease scotty's like we need to have a show seven days five <laughs> days a week dogrows.com if you want to check it out much appreciated yes yes let's get into this who's growing some dank this is a leader Cola. Leader of Cola by Joe Dirt. <laughs> this is awesome. Most of the time I'll build uh, I'll build the wake and bake, but today you took the lead and I can tell. This has got your stamp all over it, dude. A little bit of conversation off this. Joe Dirt says, I have named this strain Leader Cola. Uh, you know, if you haven't seen Super Troopers, he says referencing Super Troopers there because this main cola is big as a leader of cola. We're looking at a picture of nice, dank-looking Nug, and he's holding a can of IPA, double IIPA next to it, titled <laughs> Lotsa, L-O-T-S-A, Lotsa Problems, and it's 8.5%. It's a double IPA. It's an IIPA. Huh. Now, I appreciate that they name it Lotsa Problems, because if you drink that six-pack, you know what's going on. You might have Lotsa Problems. Yeah, with eight point something percent alcohol, yeah. It's wide fucking open. But at the top, you know, in a comparison, the parallel with cannabis, it says to, uh, across the top of the can, liquid craftsmanship. Now that's um, so true. I do like all the parallels in this era. Um, so we've come a long way, like since the 80s and shit. Like there's all the microbreweries popping up in everywhere, like in a little commercial plaza. It used to be a 7-Eleven. Now it's a microbrewery. But do you uh, mind if I just jump in there for a yeah. sec? Because those microbreweries were in response to bad beer being out there. I want to say the premium beer in the 80s was Michelob. If you wanted a classier beer, you would order a Michelob. It was like Bud, Bud Light, you know, PBR. That kind of crap, man. Old man. Hey, don't be talking on Peter. Hey, don't just don't fuck with the Milwaukee's best, man. That's in a 30-pack, all right? It's like George Peace. Washington trying to fight the red cones or red coats down your throat. <laughs> Milwaukee's best is called Beast, all right? I drank too much of it in high school. That's sure. the beast, sir. That's the beast. You carried too many cases in the parties, didn't you? Like it was a boom box. But I see a lot of just parallels with these craftsman brewers, the brewers that just put this passion into their beers is the same as cannabis growers. It's a craft, and I agree with that. Liquid craftsmanship. We do the herbal craftsmanship, I guess you call it. But uh, dank nug, man, and that I'll have one of those lots of problems, double IP, all right? <laughs> hey, dude, but you, you said something there. I got a book that was called The Craft Cannabis Revolution. Okay. And it's, it's talking just like we had the craft beer revolution. It was a response to a bunch of shitty beer that was out there. Um, the craft cannabis revolution, I guess, you know, think about what chronic was. Think about, you could buy a $100 ounce or a $100 quarter, and people would buy the $100 quarter. You know, it was in response to that shitty fucking weed that was out there. A super premium product. I love that cigar, man. It just looks like you need to be wearing the hat, man, the hillbilly homegrown hat with the <coughs> cigar. Yeah, yeah, Bugsy. I don't know, does it, it's better if you're doing the cigar with, with the hat like this, just a little... Time you get back in the rig. Say I drive. I feel truck. like a, a DGC warrior here. I got the DGC here. I got the DGC up here. DGC warrior. Hey, they give me the shit for free at work, man. <laughs> hey, check. I, I'm wearing the hillbilly grown, homegrown hat now. Or I just changed it. You no look good in it, man. You can rock it, bro. I think I'm Irish enough to be able to rock it. I think it's, it has something to do with that. <laughs> I dig. I dig. All right. What you got, man? 
You want to talk about well Medi- smoking on it? Okay. Bovida is, uh, you know, they've been a, a sponsor for a bit on the show. We actually met the cast before they ever sponsored a few different trade shows. Um, we actually cool talked guys. to them and said to them, Hey man, I think we'd be perfect. Uh, perfect to hang out with each other, man. You'd be perfect for our show. And they really are. Those guys were legit as hell. Even from the, uh, the, I don't know if he's the owner of the company or the big wig. He knows his shit, man. He knows his weed. So I really dig on those guys. So I am. We're doing the Bovida challenge. All right, the Bovida challenge. And what this is, Scotty's already got his jarred up. We got two jars Bovida sent out. Two jars here. Bovida uh, 62 pack. You take your flour, right? Right. I'm gonna use my recently, not too recently. This was harvested in the uh, spring, early spring probably, and it's been stored with a Bovida 62. <laughs> It smells fabulous. We well, got a 62 gonna, in there? Is that what you said? I got a, I got a 62 That's in here. I'm so I'm going to take this, and I'm going to put an eighth of it in each jar, and then we're going to throw a 62-pack in one of them, and we're going to close both jars up for two weeks. Don't open your Scotty. Two weeks, okay? It's going to be tough. Actually, I'll have to pull from the other jar, I guess, man. The buckets, uh... And the challenge, we're, we're going to be completely honest here. The challenge, obviously, is which one is still as good and which one still smells as good, which one maybe there's a little bit of difference in the smoke, but we're going to test it out. And then after that, we're going to get Bovida up on, and we're going to have some hookups for the crew for sure. But so far, me using these packs and the storage of these jars where last time I didn't, and I got the freaking mold. I actually have one more jar I'm going to be getting rid of about – I think just only two ounces out of it, unfortunately, because I wasn't storing them properly. I wasn't burping them enough, and I didn't have the proper humidity and shit going on. But what are you storing in yours? I got my uh, Durban poison. I just got a bunch of Durban poison in, and it was dry as fuck, man. I guess I can't even open these, but it was crumply dry. Now, I will say, I gave that a little bit of crap because it was so hard it bounced dude look at the white ash on it and all i've been doing is smoking joints so it's absolutely delicious but i want it to be a little bit less crumbly you know just straight up crumbly i want it to feel like it was uh like it was plant material you should show off some of that durbin on the nut cam i'm not allowed i'm not allowed to open it man oh you don't have yes, any other durbin over there now no. i can entertain you though i was frantically looking before the show I'm like, Scotty, I got my two jars, but where the hell's the 62-pack, man? I'm going to have to go run and get another one because I have some. Um, but the 62-pack is already in the jar, my friend. <laughs> ah, don't you hate that? Don't you hate that, you know? Anyway, guys, we'll uh, we'll let you know in two weeks here. We're going to get uh, oh Drew. I think maybe Drew from over at Bovida. But uh, they got a good crew, and we're going to have some fun with it. We're going to take the challenge, so stay tuned. I don't know if it's going to be much of a challenge. I'm, I mean, I know they support the show. But ever since I've used these things, they make my weed uh, just a perfect consistency. I don't think there's any kind of mystery about it. I used to try to do it with leaves back in the day. Um, but the leaves actually can offer a little bit of smell. can actually change the smell a little bit. I really dig these things, so we'll see. I remember before these, in the earlier shows, that's all like, we pushed that a lot. We just be like, man, if you're a grower, just take a couple leaves. And there's nothing wrong with that in a pinch. It, it, we can definitely help out as far as we're talking about taking a fresh cannabis leaf off the plant, guys, sure. and putting that <laughs> in instead of like a piece of broccoli or carrot. But why not set it and forget it? Huh? <laughs> All right. I got some good, uh, some good comments here, Scotty. Yeah, you this did pick some good ones. Thank you. Directed uh, at you, and this is from Ask Me Name. Ask my name. Ask my name, maybe. Ask my name. Say my name. So I'm pretty sure Scotty listens to Howard Stern. He makes these subtle, su- subtle, subtle. I say subtle. So you know what? <clears throat> prevalent, prevalent, prevalent. Whatever you like, man. 
That's, okay. a, that's a subtle hint, man. Yes. These uh, references sometimes, I think it's subconscious even, and I love him even more if he does. Could be, could be. Could be, could be. Yeah, man, you know, I not grew up, but my dad was a plumbing and air conditioning contractor. Ever since I was young, that would be, I'd get in the truck. Once I could drive, I would go do simple jobs, and I would always have a headphone in my ear. It'd always be in the morning, and to get okay. me through the mornings, man, I would listen to two, the Howard Stern show, and it was like, a, remember I wanted to do three-hour shows in the beginning? Yeah. It was three, three and a half hours. It was a dude hanging out with you. His friends were hanging out with you in the morning. He had famous friends and he would say honest, interesting shit. It wasn't just, here's the questions I want you to ask. He would say he was a real honest person. He would talk real honest stuff, like to where I was embarrassed for him for a while. And uh, <laughs> it was amazing. And actually kind of opened it up where the world is able to talk like that. People go and talk really honestly now. And he was like the pioneer of that. And just some really funny stuff. I'm always talking to dude. First off, I said, we need to go do a daily show. I was real passionate about that because I wanted to be to the cannabis community and I'm, you know, lofty goals. But what Howard Stern did for me, he kept me company, kept me company in the grow. I had three hours to to listen to every day when I was in that grow for three or four or five hours a day. Uh, so yeah, I got huge uh, love for Howard Stern. If you ever want to have some fun, I think you can just Google Sal and Richard prank phone calls. On by try not to fucking laugh. Those guys, he just, we'll talk about getting to hire a staff. He gets to hire people to make prank phone calls for him, man. Are those not as popular anymore? I'm, I used to do prank phone calls a bit with my friends, like back in the day on the landlines. Now, as did cell phones, like I feel like we should nah. bring that back. Like maybe I should do some with my son. They tweak people so bad, man. It's, it's so funny, but it's just really good stuff. And I, I do want to say, this is a point I want to make about Howard Stern. For 30 years, this guy's entertained me. I had so, so many uh, just laughs from him. The last couple of years, the guy's almost 70 years old. Guess what? He doesn't fight with everybody anymore. He's pretty mellow. He's pretty much kind of just, you know, he's not shocking anymore. He's like a 70 year old DJ guy that kind of says what you expect him to say. But he's given me so much good times over the years, man. Should I be mad at him? Should I fucking call him names now? It's just amazing in this cancel culture. You do, you know, we do what? Thousand, couple thousand hours of entertainment or at least of cannabis information. And you say one bad thing and you got people yelling at you being like, I'm canceling forever. I hate you, Scotty. <laughs> it's amazing. And just think about that next time you go to do that, man. Yeah, I, I missed the uh, bringing it back to those prank phone calls. Uh, that reminds me of that show. Uh, was it Crank Crank Yankers? <sighs> Dude, I tried to play that for my kid. I thought she would love it. She's like, I don't know. That show is <laughs> awesome. They brought it back for a little bit, man. All right. I got another comment from Full Spectrum. Connoisseur says, I have had several strains in my smoke reserves. Or I have, not have had. I have several strains in my smoke reserves. Some are dispensary, top dollar. Some are street buds of different varieties. One of my strains is a ragweed, and I smoke it when I really need to sleep. For some reason, nothing in my collection gets me as tired as my rag brick bunk. Hang on. I'm not sure why this okay. is, but even it even smokes longer. Not saying I love it, but it does have its place. So is this— So defending the regs, man. Now, this is—he took a reg seed and grew it? Or this is he's still know. buying brickweed for, you know, whatever, $40 an ounce? I think he's, you know, I don't know if he's a grower or not, but that's in his collection is the some, some of the brickweed. Gotcha. Uh, shoot, do I even hey, have mine? 
Go ahead. Brick, brickweed's made me happy for 20 years. I smoked brickweed or 15, whatever, 15 years. And I was like, wow, I love smoking weed. The first weed I smoked where I fell in love with cannabis was brickweed. And then for years afterwards, I was happy. You know, it's like kind of you make good with what you got, you know, or do with what you got. I had a dugout and an eighth of weed. I was fucking happy back in the day. <laughs> the old man. dugout. <laughs> Scraping and scraping. You're like, ah, there's got to be one more one hit. And if you would have told me that you could have a vape pen and be like, hey, 10 years or 15 years later, you'll just take one of these pens and it'll get you high as fuck. It's got vape liquid (laughs) in there. You'd be like, what? You're dreaming, motherfucker. You won't lighter place. You can pull it off all over. Cops won't even know what it is. But reg used to get me high as fuck, especially those green Christmas buds. When you would get good reg in, fuck, I enjoyed the hell out of it, man. I still got it going. Like, this is, I almost got rid of it because it's like, so my neighbor gave me some, uh, this is just some total two-year-old outdoor harvest. Probably better than like reg regs, no seeds, but it doesn't smell good. It's like a light, but I'm like, you know what? I started just mixing it with my blends again. I've been mixing some of this with the Apollo 13. Sometime I'll smoke a little on my own later at night. So I think it does have its place when you have, why not have top shelf down to, and to say it's regs, I don't think always changes its potency. Well, what do you think that would look like, man? What do you think that would look like bricked up? If you put that in the trash compactor, which I think is what they do with regs what would it look like would it look just i've gotten regs that are green and shiny and you can see the crystals smushed on them you should reach behind you and show that off to the nug camp it's disgusting i will not sir (laughs) (laughs) it's uh that's brown regs right there and by the way it's they all have their you know just just because it was put in a trash compactor and sold in big giant bales that makes it regs but i'm sure there was good harvest and bad harvest and good strains of bad like those guys give a shit it's not just coming from some magic place called Mexico. I remember though, the, the difference was uh, when I first, first road tripped out from the Midwest and drove all the way out to Cali, like LA, all the way up to Humboldt. And I was in Humboldt Square. We're running low on our regs. And they're like, just somebody's like, yeah, just go to Humboldt Square and walk around and look like, you know, you're not there. Somebody's going to offer you some toke and come back. You say back look like you're time. not there? What's that? You said look like you're not there? Oh, just no, no. Look, I don't know. You're not. Maybe you're not. I don't use the word tourist, but if you're walking around, whatever, and you have your eye up, you're going to be able to score some weed. Four twenty hat. I'd wear a four twenty hat, man. (laughs) You definitely can do. Get out your Bob Marley shirt, the Universal language. (laughs) But uh, when we got, uh, I was like, "What is this? This is glowing. There's no seeds, and the smell is fucking like oh." So the first time getting kind, but it is a huge thing compared to dealing with regs all the time. <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. I got a twenty-five dollar gram of Afghani. It was the first time I ever saw Chronic, and uh, then somebody tried to sling. It looked like a, like a monster cropped arm branch of a plant, and they put it in a bag and tried to tell me it was fucking Chronic weed. And I was like, I'm not, you know, like all the peer pressure you're at the dude's house, and you're just like. I don't know what to say, but I'm not buying that, sir. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get on going with what's growing on. Since you're talking on Durban Poison, you wanted to talk a little bit. Durban Poison, first seed pack I got back, I think only seed pack I got back from Amsterdam on a visit to start being a grower. Yep. uh, And a four lighter. And I don't even totally remember all of it, but yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, this was... uh one of the originals, I want to say when I learned to grow 1991, right around that time, 
one of the first strains I got in a three-gallon bucket was Durban Poison. I think there was Durban Poison and Afghani, if I'm not mistaken, and oh man, it was some kind of Burmese or something like that. But uh, yeah, it was one of my first strains, and it really is flavorful. I can't really put my finger on the flavor. I was talking to her to describe it, but I was talking to Rasta Jeff, and he goes, black licorice. He goes, just think of black licorice. And I was like, Yes, definitely. And then even more, I've always described it as like a peppery flavor to it. Um, I don't know how to describe it, like for like like anise and pepper and yeah, and like like he was saying, black licorice too. It it kind of has all those, and it's really unique. Like there's not any other strains and that I know of that tastes like Durban, and it's super heavy in THCV comparatively to a lot of other strains. It's one of the one that ones that actually has THCV in it. I love to just tell people I smoke. I only smoke land race varieties, dude. Yeah, that's what they're saying. This is a land race variety from Africa. Now, what's um, that like, mean, man? That means that it hasn't been fucked with much. They went and found it in Africa unfucked with, and, you know, it's, it's is that what it means? Uh, land race meaning that, yeah, that that's the native place that that plant evolved on its own, untouched by humans, and grew there. Um, and there's lots of different, that's one of the cool things about cannabis is it's found on, like, every continent except for Antarctica. There are, there were land race varieties of, like, hemp and cannabis there. <laughs> Sorry, I saw a YouTube video about Antarctica, and it's literally, it's just blocks of ice. Like, it, cannabis ain't growing there. Sorry. If there's a strain there, I'm cloning it. So unlike many other species, um, Durban poison took a meager 60 days, faster than any other during the time. Similar to other African sativas, this specific breed showed its adaptable traits, especially when it comes to survival in varying environmental conditions. For instance, it can be grown in controlled conditions, such as when you're growing it as a grower in your basement. Um, however, of course, its best performance is dictated by the long history of its existence in the cool, fertile lands of South Africa, where it can freely interact with Mother Nature. Um, Isn't South I, Africa the closest continent to Antarctica? I'm sorry, the closest uh, country to Antarctica? It's fucking close, man. Shit goes south, brother. I didn't know. Since, since the 14th century, the early 14th century, the African continent has been widely known for its notoriety in cultivating cannabis. And the Durban strain is one that has gained lime, a lot of the limelight. Interesting. You would think in that whole big fucking continent of Africa, there'd be some dank ass land race, wouldn't you? Yes. We have now land race. Can that apply? Of course, definitely. Uh, you know who we need to race. get on here? is potent ponic steve he would be telling us everything we need to know he goes to africa and and hunts for land race varieties i think it's natural things that haven't been uh, artificially crossed you know Do we have there, land race strains in north america that's a good question uh there are definitely <laughs> like land race strains of hemp um, yeah. from north america i'd be sure of that. um I'm not sure about actual like land race cannabis varieties that grew out in the wild, and it is. It, it means it's untouched by humans and like uh, breeding or anything. It just it grew there. Um, Till Ed Rosenthal got to it, I think he's responsible for actually bringing it back. Him and Mel Frank messed with it. I think Mel Frank was it say made the F1, and uh, all uh, history from there, man. Very cool. You know, some cats have put in some work on this. Um, just check out Strain Hunters. Search Strain Hunters. I think it's strainhunters.com. Yeah. Um, Rest in peace, Franco. Rest in peace, brother. He came and did our show. He's a very cool dude. Tons of good information there, but let's switch it up. Let's switch it up from land race to homeschooling. How's that transition? 
I'll go teach my kid what a land race variety is, no? And by the way, there is something there. You want to you really have them learn stuff, go have them uh, work in the garden for a little bit. Doesn't necessarily have to be the cannabis garden, but I'll be damned. You, you it doesn't need about- to be the cannabis garden, man. I was just going to say that because as far as I'm, I'm doing a lot of cannabis gardening, I don't know. I just have to really check. I mean, no, if I was super concerned, obviously I'm recording myself right now, but there's so many opportunities for my son to learn in the cannabis garden, whether it's pruning, training, growing, water which would cross directly over if he wants to grow other shit. How about this, um, though, man? Learning that shit happens and you don't win all the time. Look how much work you put into your garden only to kind of to get beat. You got beat this year by the bugs, man. You know what? You're going to take what you learn, come back next year, and you're going to win next year. It's a long game we're playing. Maybe, maybe not. Ah. I'm still... My neighbor texted me the other night. He's like, what's up with your plants? I got this on my plants. I'm like, dude, I think you want my other photo? I don't even think I'm growing outdoors anymore. So we'll, we'll talk about it on the next Grow Talk. <laughs> and there are lessons to be learned. My kid is having a hard time with geometry. And by the way, I'm all like, you know, dude, geometry is cool. You can see the stuff, you know? And she shows me these formulas with fucking square roots and brackets. And I was like, ugh. So, You're just thinking about like the stop sign and shit. Yeah, I was like, all those angles are equal, man. <laughs> oh, she's doing quadratics, isn't she? Yeah, and I just, I, I have to tap out. You know, it's funny. I, the, the math is what made me think I wasn't good at school. As soon as I pulled math out of the equation, I was actually okay at school. But uh, yeah, it's tough being the teacher. We'll but what she, about math? Let me ask you there because yes, I question this. The way everybody's got a calculator in their pocket. I don't, I mean, I, I may think math is something to exercise a part of your brain that's probably pretty good for your brain. It's real, it is. And it's Knowing so, mental math is good. You don't want to, you don't want to know, so let me finish this. You, yes. you want to know enough to not get ripped off, you know, counting money, this and that kind of thing. But going beyond that, I struggled getting into algebra and shit. And then I was like, I don't see exactly how I'm applying this to real life other than it must exercise that part of the brain for real life problems. Man, I, I could say, you know what? passing uh, calculus or business calculus for me was one of the hardest academic exercises I had to do. I literally had to separate myself from my friends, take it during the summer, and just make my whole life passing that class. And that dedication is, I don't know, isn't that the same muscle when you say, I'm going to put myself in a grow house, I'm going to keep away from all my friends for the next year, I'm going to not have a girlfriend, and I'm just going to fucking put my head down and do this shit? You want to know how many differential equations I've used since I was in differential equations? No. Not a single one. Zero. (laughs) Of course. Never use that for anything in in practical purposes at all. And a lot of higher level math. But that's a pretty hard Use it in that class. Uh, Yeah, that that wasn't fun. Is that just it? Yeah. See, this is what I was just going to say, that, that that's what kind of, I mean, you, we, we talk about the value of, of college or whatever, but you're just getting at the point, Scotty, maybe it's just showing that you can dedicate yourself to something and get it done, even if you don't like it. You know what? That speaks volumes about somebody's potential for sure. facing problems. Or, or that you have enough money to get through it, to take it again, <laughs> yes, to I get a tutor yeah. or whatever. That is a lot of what college is about, too. It's kind of disturbing, man. It seems to be some kind of weird filter. Take it, take it back to, to homeschooling here. I think Jesus, we, I homeschool, homeschooling as I walked over, for real, between the time we decided to talk about this and now, and found out that a tutor is $90 an hour for math. 
guru, I got a new job for you. <laughs> but uh, you know what, I tell you what, I really feel for the teachers. The one thing I try to teach my kid, I think I say this over and over again, is to empathize with the teachers, that they're just people out there. And so she does it. I, you know, she does try to get into their personality. She's got a great Spanish teacher. I go over there and I see a Zoom, and it's, I don't know, 9, 11, however many people in the Zoom. This teacher is talking 100% in Spanish. That's a great way to learn. You know, I don't have any problem with that. I kind of watch this show called Extra, and it's like this goofy Spanish threes company where they talk really slow. And so I think it's a great way to learn. I think online is a great way to learn it through video. Yeah, there's just so much there. I could comment on the first part of it being um, how is this going to affect the people that don't even have access to Internet or a screen? Seems like there's going to be more of a degree of financial separation and the people that can afford that. No way. Hang on. There's if you haven't don't have access to a screen, there's a huge degree of separation. You are already at a huge disadvantage because people are learning. We're not really just learning from school, but we've been learning from. But shit, look what we do. You know, we try to teach people how to grow cannabis and they learn from the screen. Yeah, but you're going to you're going to get to a, a point of um, the kids that the, there's so many kids that need to go to school for whatever reason. Kids Socialization. That What's that? Socialization is why they need to actually go to school to get out of the house. Socialization is huge. Like I made some notes here. I was just putting myself back like in thinking about high school or junior high and thinking about the things that you do or the things that help that, whether it's like getting bullied or whether it's just somebody that maybe you see somebody else getting bullied and you help them not get bullied. You know, life skills here, um, watching fights. I'm sure you've watched some cool fights in school. That was kind of fun from time to time when you knew it was going to happen after lunch at this point. Oh, you know? so I don't want to admit it because it's a PC world, but yeah, the excitement of knowing that the two guys were going to fight, man. And if, yeah, you're right. There was something animalistic and primal about that. Um, checking out, I mean, checking out, checking out the ladies, I mean, being like, what's up, you know, you're at an age where things are obviously going on, developing a little crazy testosterone, this and that. So like, why not put a bunch of all those guys together in a building? Yeah. uh, Just saying they got an app for that. (laughs) Not, not the same. I got a a couple more. This is like important when you guys talk about learning, um, from screens, there is, uh, a, a, good things about that but then what about when you have looking forward to like that cool teacher that you still was funny, have them you still have them though that cool teacher and cared and was like my mother-in-law she taught so many students she was at a, at a school in a rough part of town in denver but like there's no way they would have learned what they learned if she wasn't there being like get in line what the hell's wrong with you you got to show respect with this shit what are you doing back there like you can't do that shit through a screen it's true yeah that part is true but I mean, it doesn't apply to everybody. I'm saying some people can. Um, what about like a shocker thing? It'd be kind of cool if the school computers had like a little. <laughs> Pay attention, Jenny. I'm telling you right away when you're going to say everybody has to learn from this screen, you're going to have at least, I'm guessing, 20% of the people that go to that school that don't have that screen or don't have internet. Or while the screen's on, how much other shit, if their parent isn't there regulating, ping it on. Oh, come to the party house over here. Boom, Snapchat. Ah, TikTok, check this shit out. Wait, what am I doing here? 
Or what if it's the parents? What if the parents got crazy TV going on in the background and they can't get a True. you know place to concentrate? So yeah, it's definitely a huge shift. You can make it work, I guess is what I'm saying. But and I'm in a pretty advantaged situation here. I'm not in a one bedroom apartment with my mother and uh, three kids and a TV all the time. You know, I mean, if that was the case, it'd be hard to learn. Part of that is realizing that, like, there are just some people, the people in school that don't want to learn while they're in school are not going to want to learn while they're at home either. And that's just like a part of the education system. There are some people that just really don't want to be there or don't want to put any effort towards it. But if you're around other people that are, they might motivate you. You might feel like more like a piece of shit sitting in a room if if, uh, versus just your room. Nobody to check you at all. Sure. No no peers of any sort. Cool Um, teacher that. I was just going to say exactly what you were, you were talking about. A cool teacher that walks up to you after class, I would say put his arm around you, but I don't think he can do that anymore. And he's like, hey, man, you know, I see, really get you, or I really see some talent in you, or whatever, tries, you know, to inspire someone. You definitely don't get that uh, on Zoom. What about the fun shit, too? I always tell the story, like, once, once in a while, just for the fun of it, we get, like, three buddies with about two, three stink bombs each and put a triangle around the cafeteria and just step on them and watch everybody just clear out. I don't know. It's just fun. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, no offense, but how's the teacher going to bang a student if uh, they don't go to school? <laughs> uh, all right. Very good. Very Love good, Scotty. Take all these things into consideration <laughs> if you can. And uh, a couple tips, like I've said before, today I had my son out uh, working in the garden, whichever garden, just the garden, mm. and put on uh, there's a cool podcast called The Pal Movement, which is about people in action sports how they've made it, but what you have to do to continue to make money. You're obviously not an action sport athlete your whole life and talks about all kinds of cool shit. So there's, we've said it before on the show, there's some great podcasts out there that can teach life lessons for you and your kid. You each listen to them and then you meet and talk about it. So I'm going for podcasting for teaching because there aren't any screens involved. Although if you let your kid listen to it on their smartphone, guarantee you they're going to be looking at all kinds of other shit while they're listening to the podcast and it's going to be diluted. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway. You know what? Actually, now that I think about it, the school computers they give you, you can't get on to nothing else. That's how they keep you from getting sidetracked. God forbid you have to pull your phone out to get sidetracked, sir. Wait. You you have to know what you're doing to be able to get around the blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there a VPN in here, man? Has anybody told me how to find, I want to watch, all right, Shelby Stangle, you know, Shelby Swamp Man here in Canada. Hook a brother up. Do you I have just to buy this? I was going to say buy the series on DVD, but I don't have a DVD player anymore. <laughs> you, just need a, you just need a VPN that's hosted in the U.S. so that, it, that when you get on the Internet, it thinks you're getting on the Internet from the U.S. How do I get a legit, is there a site I go to? Because I feel like that opens me up to security risks. Uh, no, it, it protects you from security risks even more. Um, and I mean, a good VPN is like $9 a month or something like that. Where do I go to? Can we get a VPN sponsor? Oh, uh, yeah. They yeah. sponsor podcasts. Hey, hey NordVPN, hit us up. We, I, I know you guys are good and we'd like to work with you. Huh. <laughs> oh, I know our DB. All right. Perfect. VPN for the, we're going to call it the DGC VPN. I'll tell you what, for a lot of growers in Prohibition land, not the worst idea though, huh? All right, let's go to uh, the, no, not the news yet. First, we've got the door prize, guys. We're always hooking up seeds once a week over there. Anybody can enter to win. It is Brothers Grimm, Princess Hayes. I feel like I put those on the unicorn in the uh, the claw machine. I might have to, I might have to pull them. They're working hard, brother. 
Scotty, we, we were talking last night, and I'm like, what are you doing? What's all that noise? He's like, just working the claw machine, trying to get this figured out, getting her going. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the Princess Brothers Grim Princess Hayes come with a unicorn. Oh, go over to dudegrows.com on the homepage. Anybody can enter to win. Don't have to be logged in. Don't have to be a member. Uh, and you can social share to increase your chances of winning. Check it out. While you're there, use a search bar. Check out Strange. Uh, just search the bar for anything you want. You might be surprised about the good information you find. Did you let the- them know this is a unicorn strain, bro? Autographed by <laughs> Mr. Soul? Huh? <laughs> Those seeds are feminized as well, if I did not say that. They will all be females 99.9% of the time, I think it is. <laughs> nice. Very cool. All right. Pros list. Dugros.com forward slash pros. We've got a bunch of deals over there. All the coupon codes are listed out for all kinds of great products. we got LED lighting. we got nutrients. Today, I'm going to feature Farmhouse Hemp because they just came out with right there in Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, shout out. Luke's been on the show a couple times from Farmhouse Hemp. If you want to learn more, uh, search Luke Dude Grows. You'll probably uh, Luke Farmhouse Hemp Dude Grows. You'll find it. But they got candy now. They got CBD candy. They're right? fucking Cinnamon good. CBD What's that? These candies are good. I have some uh, right on my desk, and I'll offer them to people. I guess that's more of a bar, whatever the hell it is. And uh, they're delicious, man. There's a root beer flavor that's got damn good. 10 milligrams per candy, Mm -hmm. um, which seems like I'd be eating them all day long. This is CBD, though. This is CBD. Yeah, great CBD. I got you. But sometimes I feel like when I take the dropper, like I can just take the whole thing. I'm just wondering where the limiting effect is. And not, I feel, I do feel it. I feel relaxation. I feel like sure. it's weird because you feel, you're, you're like, I feel like I'm high, but I'm not high. Well, this is good. I don't know. And How- sometimes not good because you want the high. But anyway, I'm rambling. Farmhousehemp.com. They got CBD candy. They got tincture over there. They got pet drops that are beef flavored for your hound. I can certify for my own hound. Loving them. And uh, coupon code dude, help you out. Yeah, I was just thinking about those candies, and they're a good, you know, entryway for someone that's just totally freaked out about cannabis. I don't want to take the CBD droplets. I don't know how many to take, you know, whatever. So to just be like, here, just eat these candies. Try to eat like two or three of these a day. You know, someone like my dad or something that's completely unfamiliar with consuming cannabis. Well, I wonder, that's kind of, I'm a crossover, like, so if nobody, if you don't ever drink and you drink maybe two beers, you can be like, whoa. Sure. You know, um, I, I can easily drink a six pack and you can be talking to me like everything's pretty, ch- pretty we're chill. We're all good here. Hey, I tried um, to do that. I drank like three beers and then called uh, uh, Rasta Jeff, Irigenetics, and uh, he said to me the next day, because you were in rare form, huh? So I can't <laughs> it off man three beers and i'm uh but people nervous. that have don't have their endocannabinoid system un completely unsaturated for the last let's say 10 years or 15 20 30 years of their life that I'm, I'm assuming that cbd definitely hits them a little more i would think so i talked to shoot what's i can't remember the name of the company uh big chocolate incredibles edibles and the owner of that company says i do it by the milligram he goes i can feel a single milligram he was talking about thc but I was like, wow, you're that, you know, I don't think he smokes and he's that sensitive to it. Interesting. I'm going to be upping my, uh, I actually, maybe later today, last time I went mountain biking, I think I had a half gram, maybe not even barely half gram. Um, Your heart's like going to explode, bro. On, of uh, <laughs> shrooms uh, and nothing. I think I need to go, I'm going to go later today and maybe try a gram and see what's, I don't think you just don't, when you're in that moment of action, your brain 
turns it into, I just don't notice it as much. Don't get me wrong. You can get to the point where I'm sure you notice it. With the mountain biking, it all goes good till it don't. Like, you're just like, man. Simmer, simmer. I don't talk about that. I've I've gone through hundreds of rocks and just keep on flowing right through them. And then you miss one. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Let's move on here to the news. We got how the ancient redwoods in California's oldest state park survived wildfires. This is pretty cool Um, because some of these trees, like you said, some are like 2,000-year-old going back all the way to, what was it, the Roman Empire or some shit? Yeah, Jesus planted one of those trees, man. (laughs) But this is, it's not surprising. I mean, these things have been around. They've seen, they're in this article, they're saying they've seen worse fires. You can see some of these trees that have had fires burned through the middle of them, or there's a picture of a tree with a fire that's actually going on in it at the pace of it. And hey, what's up with the chick, man? What's up with the picture? Is she doing sign language or is she just really upset? Um, I do not know. I do not know there. <laughs> one and thing she, one, she looks like she's on the cop's head too, if you look really carefully. <laughs> one thing that a lot of people don't realize about uh like the western part of the United States is that most of those forests are fire ecologies, where like fire is a very natural and really important part of like the forest ecology going on there and it's, I mean, it's a balance between like keeping places and stopping fires, but also like some of those fires need to burn. And a lot of the trees are, I mean, they're able to survive most fires, um, depending on the type of tree and just the makeup. And when like invasive plants and stuff come in that aren't made for a fire ecology, they make it so like the bottom parts of tinderbox. And the bad part is if the upper canopies of trees uh, burn and go away. And Guru, we're kind of in the middle of it ourselves. We got these crazy fires all around us. I mean, there's soot and smoke and, <clears throat> excuse me, super red moons and sunsets. It's really crazy the way it affects. And by the way, lots of people with like bronchi, you know, whatever, asthma and just inflamed lungs. Re- really low air quality going on right now. And a lot of places burning here haven't burned in 70 years. Yeah, it's, the last, it's the last time there was a fire there. Um, I, I visited one a couple weeks ago that's obviously burning now, and I was like, dude, this plane was just like a bunch of max, matchsticks sitting up there. So those need to burn. It's going to ter- turn into ash. Some of it will burn and uh, turn into char, and that's where the soil comes from. Yep. The system goes on. Mother Nature's doing what she's doing. Those redwoods that have stayed and lasted through the fire, they're going to put out new seedlings. They're going to drop new seeds. and They're going to you know, live, shit. though. They got that super hard bark. Well, that- and yeah. it's not those redwoods' first fire by any chance. They've been around for 2,000 years. Like so they've true. been They've been through multiple fires before, and they're still here. Yeah, that is such a trip, man. 2,000 years. I know that old Charlie Brown pine tree in Norway is 11,000 years old. I mean, that is nutty, though. Hey, in geological time, though, if, if you ask Jeff Lohenfeld, it's not that long. That's really true. Long. The rocks across the street are a few million years old, right? Yep. Probably 100. Yeah, there. Are, if you go ever get the chance to go to hike through, it doesn't have to be. There's big trees in a lot of places, but just really big trees. It's 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 humbling. You just you'll take it in. That is so fucked up that that tree is going to live there, Guru. I mean, that, that thing one, is on that, fire. That one might not. What is that around? <laughs> I know. That's yeah. how you get the big thing that you can drive through in the tree. You know, the big tunnel inside the middle of it. And yes. Yeah. Jesus. That's generally how that happens. And um. A lot of this depends on like invasive, like I was saying, invasive plants and bugs that come in. Like a big problem here is the beetles. 
yeah. where the beetles will go in and kill a tree, and then it literally is just a standing tinderbox waiting for any type of fire to Are come in. Are those beetles invasive? Uh, fairly certain, yes. Why? They're here. We're all here on Earth, okay? But because, they're, because they come from someplace else where normally— or They never it, get here. You know, or, think, think about when they make ships that could cross continents 500 years ago or something. These are 2,000 years old, meaning there wasn't a lot of cross-continent, you know, whatever, pollination or whatever, where things from Africa were being planted here, things from Asia. And just the complexity of things, too, where if it wasn't— uh, if Like most of the things in their native environments, there's some— type of uh, like biological control for them or right. something that keeps populations in check of them right. or make sure they don't kill all the trees but, or that there's not an overabundance of food but when you move them to a completely separate location on the other side of the world those biological controls aren't going to be there and if the conditions are right it can become an invasive species. But the biological controls are coming, are happening, it's called fire. Be a damn straight. <laughs> That's a pretty tough one, man. It's a hard one. All right. We get out of CNN here, what's going on in Pennsylvania? Oh, I this time is out. Titled... I tap out. Is that a CNN? I know. What have you learned, find man? <laughs> this is Pennsylvania governor calls for legalization, legalizing marijuana as part of COVID-19 economic recovery plan. Hey, come on. Let's just judge a book by its cover, man. Let's, that kind of looks like the doctor that comes in that's gently explaining it to you, you know? <laughs> All right, Tom Wolf is who you're looking at released a legislative agenda Holy Wednesday shit. to assist. That's Tom Wolf. A I fucking believe. great author, man. I've read like every one of his books. That's the Pennsylvania governor. Um, he said in a press release, Wolf asked legislature to legalize recreational marijuana, marijuana with some of the proceeds going to grants for existing small businesses and 50% of the funds dedicated to historically disadvantaged businesses. Sounds vague, kind of, could be good. This is for COVID, he's, he's gonna make, uh, bring us some money? Uh, off of off of the cannabis, yes. I can tell you another, what else the revenue will go to here. In addition to the small businesses grant funding, Wolf also called for a portion of the revenue to be used to further restorative justice programs that give priority to repairing the harm done to crime victims and communities as a result of marijuana criminalization. Huh? I just, you know, these sentences, man. You know, I get Further this. restorative You can't justice. put that many big words in one sentence and just have it go on that long and think that I'm going to still hang in there. What's it saying, Guru? <laughs> <laughs> No, I get it, man. So he's got some proceeds going to grants. So he's, they're, they're giving 50% of the money uh, to historically disadvantaged businesses. Okay. Um, I don't know. It could be some good here, though. It says also that um, they're trying to pursue criminal reform policies, criminal justice reform that would restore justice to those convicted of marijuana-related offenses. We've seen this in other states, sure. potentially, cool. where you can get your small possession or nonviolent uh, offenses with cannabis. What do they call it? Uh, Expunged. There we go. Thank you. Um, so that could be cool. Um, obviously, he's trying to legalize it to make a bunch of money to try and help with all the COVID shit. Uh, but I'm worried, as always, make, can, can I grow? Can I grow? I want to know this. I mean, so, before that, where the hell is this money going to trickle down to? <laughs> that's what I'm interested you in. Gotta, that's where you got to read the 2,025 pages. Yeah, that was released <laughs> the night before they vote on it. <laughs> that's what I mean. I tap out of this crap. I'm more interested in, in what's going on on the side. They noted I need regalia over there. Um, I want to see what Lou Ferrigno <laughs> Looks like now that he's 68 years old, the Incredible Hulk. Uh, 
I got a trivia. Did you know that he's mostly or entirely deaf? The Incredible Hulk, Lou Ferrigno? I barely recall that until he reminded me. I think I've seen him in an interview once. It's shocking because he's so strong in that aspect. And then you would hear him talk. Like when I was a little kid, I was like, wow. Did the interviewer just start to talk louder? Because I've seen that happen in person. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I got a new story to lighten it up. This is cool. Marijuana test for stressed out Warsaw Zoo elephants. Wow. Wow. All right. You found you find good news. This is really good stuff. You need your own show called Good News. If I had the time, I would. And I'd have it like real soft, like that guy on Saturday Night Live. Like it's like, believe in yourself. You're good enough. You look, I can't, what was it, Jack Handy or some no. shit? I don't know. Well, I like Stuart Smalley. Yeah, you know I Stuart do? Smalley. Because you're good enough, you're smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like you. Hockey side, maybe dog, dog, I don't. Anyway, here's the story. The Warsaw Zoo said Wednesday it will start giving its elephants medical marijuana as part of a groundbreaking pilot project to test how it reduces their stress levels. Huh. Tried it for my dog. Just made him fart a lot. Um, Does Warsaw Zoo, okay, got it. Uh, Medical cannabis has been used worldwide to treat dogs and horses, but this is probably the first initiative of its kind for elephants. Um, I think I read this on like the BBC too that, uh, it was the matriarch of that group of elephants died. So all the other elephants, when that happens, it can take them years to get over, like, the matriarch or patriarch of the group of elephants dying. Um, they're trying to help them overcome that stress with CBD so that uh, they can get over the passing of their, their matriarch. Alpha female. You're right. The death of the alpha female. So the zoo is going to monitor the elephant's stress by checking their hormone levels and through behavioral observations. Wow, that so, is fucked up, man. Yeah, elephants are so emotionally intelligent. You know what? Their you know their or patri- or their matriarch died. They wow. They will remember where watering holes are from like eighty years ago, where the last time they actually went to that watering hole. Um, their memories are so good, and they they look at us like we look at dogs. Like uh, uh, that's the part of their brain that lights up when they like see a human's face is uh, they think of us like dogs, which is kind of funny. Wow. Who they tell that to? I have no clue. I don't know how they did that, but <laughs> I've heard that before. Look, Guru speaks out. It's body language, okay, and intuition. All right, that's how we know it. There's some guy on Rogan. I can't remember his name. Just talking some crazy shit, conspiracies, and he'd be like, "Look, don't ask my sources, okay? <laughs> that's what I got to tell you." I'm gonna start doing that. That's awesome. I like that. Um, yeah, super cool. Elephants definitely. If they could talk, it's like I wish some animals. I don't know about all animals. Like I say, oh, I wish my dog could talk, but do I? I mean, it might be bad. Yeah, so, you're boring the shit out of me, man. You'll leave the house. Get some new material. Okay, uh, let's take it over to the memes. Uh, Scott's got to even check these out today yet. What do we got here? <laughs> just kind of quick, man. Just get, the real fly high 89 is always making us laugh. By the way, one of the winners of the meme contest of the HLG 100. Uh, I think we just did that on Patreon. Is that available on Patreon, Guru? Yep, you can go watch that on Patreon. Yeah, thanks a lot, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's kind of funny, man. I'll take a lighter any day. And I didn't realize this, but I'll take notes. It says at work with the headphones, like la la la. And it's uh, Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber. 
which is still a classic. And it says, when Scotty hits a water pong. And I guess if you think about it, yeah, it must be right where the mic is. So I've been working with the joints. I hope the joints aren't too annoying. It's usually just one flick of the lighter and we're good. But give me some feedback. Trying to well, who's the other sure. actor there in this? Uh, not in the middle, but the driver. Uh, Jeff Daniels, who uh, is a just, little bit of a little bit of Bruce Banner there. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's the hair. <laughs> it's the hair. <laughs> but uh, I can never. He's a legitimate actor, and when I see him in real movies, I'm like, no way, no way. You're the Dumb and Dumber guy. Good, <laughs> good right, movie. What though. else you got? Come on, what else we got? Oh, this is from uh, uh, Dab Squatch, and Guru's little conversation says, thanks, Guru, and it's Flappy Bird, and we were talking about, uh, it says, someday the bird flaps you, and we were talking about that Flappy Bird game that it was like the one of the first games that somebody made, I don't know, one of the first, but people got super addicted to it. Like, Hey, I stand by it. If someone can send me a screenshot of them with a higher score than 132 and it's legit, we'll send you a grinder. <laughs> All right, you're handling that's, that. That's my that's my high score on Flappy Bird. So. It was just crazy how addicted people. I just can't believe it. I'm reading this book and it just talks about how addicted folks get to video games, or especially kids that go to college and are left alone for the first time. Ooh, another really popular addictive game, Temple Run. That was a. Cra- I got my high score in that waiting in line at the DMV for like an hour and a half. I did. Yeah. Did it ever <laughs> take over though? Were you ever doing it where you're like, damn, I should be doing other stuff, or definitely thinking and then about what did other you do? stuff? Like you were sitting there waiting at the DMV, and you got, and then you're like. You're like pumped up. You're kind of like, yeah, bitch. Oh, like, I, I, I jumped up and full <laughs> on got hype in line at the DMV. You know what's interesting? When you go to the bathroom on an airplane and you walk up the aisle and you see what everybody's doing on their cell phones or tablets, a lot of times I get depressed. <laughs> it's like just the solitaire, whatever, flappy I'm going to try that next time. Just doing a little research for my podcast. Yeah, so just take a little look uh, forward. Yeah, a little, little snapshot, man. You're like, whoa, what the hell's happening, man? I don't know if I'd take Scotty Reel's advice for uh, trying to stay on an airplane. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. What's the next meeting? Never man? again, SFO. <laughs> Come on, man. This is, uh, what is this? Thanks, Guru. Oh, no, hang on a second. This is for you. All right. And this is Stay Safe. I, I titled this one Stay Safe, but it says the three for $5 days, Canacooter. And it is a dude. He says he's always been the dude. And I do remember doing this, jumping over my friends on, like, basically he's got a piece of plywood and a sawhorse. And by the way, he ain't making it, and that one person's going to get hurt. He's kind of thinking the same thing, man. I hope he's on the way up because somebody's <laughs> going to be possibly paralyzed. It's the last happy moment there. Yeah, the smiling kid on the ground there is going to get hit. Holy crap. But I do remember doing that kind of stuff. It's funny. I skinned my shin a couple days ago. Might have had a trailer incident, dude. Turns out you don't untook, unhook trailers when you're on a hill. But uh, I skinned, <laughs> I skinned my shin, and my buddies were, you know, the fifty-year-old people I hang out with were like, "Oh my God, your shin! Are you okay?" And uh, just reminded me of these days. I wanted to call them all, uh, yeah, wimps. All right, politically correct. I wanted to call them wimps. No, I wouldn't. So far, one of my favorite things to ride with wheels, just bringing up, you're talking back in the day, was just the old big wheel. The the most common one, I think it was yellow and red. (laughs) Just doing the the spin outs on that thing. It's a badass. Can you go like really fast and then skid? Yes, many knee scrapes. (laughs) Get a green machine, man, and call me. Dude, you know I had a green machine, right? (laughs) 
I, yes, I brought I it back. We had one for a while. <laughs> yes, I do. Your kid had one, damn it. Anyway. Cool. Last one. What do you got? Last one. Come on. Let's do it. Ready? The tip of the day by Rasta K. Okay. And thank you for this one. It's a board next to plants. And it says, if speaking kindly to plants helps them grow, imagine what speaking kindly to humans can do. And that's, come on, man. Plants and humans, very similar. Uh, Why wouldn't it? I'm just looking at that board. I remember like, I think when I used to go to church, like, you know, the lady would put like, how long does it take to do all that? Like to push the letters in the board for such a simple message. And it's crazy now that it's all taken over by a television. It'll be, just go buy a giant television and do it. All right. It's crazy oh, how tech awesome. we are. All right. We got social media here. Yeah. I didn't know this, man. You remember Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone? Yes, of course. Yeah, he's pretty goddamn funny, man. I found this article. I actually started, I don't do Twitter, but somehow I got this article. And just Google, just Google, or I'm sorry, just scroll down. He's hilarious on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm looking at this meme here. Oh, fuck. It's, uh, dude, I didn't know Trump was in uh, Home Alone. It's pretty funny. This is one of my favorites. If you read the Bible in reverse, it's about two worlds populating... Uh, it's about the two worlds population killing each other until there's only two people left. And then the woman pukes an apple and they both get naked. What? <laughs> All right. Enjoy. Uh, Check out Macaulay Calkins Twitter. <laughs> apparently, if you use Twitter. There you go. Uh, I just I just woke up and saw it was trending. Can somebody explain what's going on? Did I die again? <laughs> If you guys had a good time today, dudegrows.com forward slash support. Go check out what we got going on over at Patreon. A shout out to some of these DGC producers right now. If you're ready to put in the bag, Scotty. Let's do it, man. I'm taking it. The Dankosaurus Rex and Jedi Mind Tricks. Cornbread and four plants, eh? (laughs) You do that like a pro now. I got Dancing Bear 420 and Biker Trash. Midnight Grower and Fire on the Mountain Palms. We got Leprechaun Farms and Stabby makes stab wood. What's up, brother? It's just Stabby now, all right? Okay, all right. Stay right. down low. Fair enough, sir. No last name of McStabwood. <laughs> He'll always be Stabby McStabwood to me. All right, peace out, guys. Stay higher. Until next time, kicking some rope talk. Later. Hey, take it easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man sister, take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day. With a pill, it's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new, new, new. It's just weed, it's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed, it's just weed. I like to smoke it all day long. Big man, catch you riding high. Oh, 
makes you wonder why he hates the tank. Just look at how he's being paid now. Don't lock up me for smoking weed. I ain't done nothing wrong, wrong.